As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. This is the Athletics Manchester City podcast, Why Always Us. I'm David Booney, here's Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Uh, Hello. And you can subscribe to The Athletic right now for a special price of £3.99 a month for six months. That's 40% off the full price, and you'll get access to all the great writing and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all the podcasts as well. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod to get this special 40% discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. Uh, so, Sam, it ended how it started in the Premier League for Sergio Aguero. He came off the bench with about 30 minutes left, scored a brace, and, uh, yeah, that was that. Uh, fun fact, he's only ever scored two off the bench in the Premier League on two occasions. Uh, his very first game for City, and his very last one as well. Um, first off, well, I mean... Possibly. I, uh, yeah, well, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't able to get there um, on Sunday. So, what was it like? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, like, don't want to like, rub it in. <laughs> and also, but also, I don't want to kind of undersell it for the people who were there because I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like overall, it you know it was obviously a good day, and it it will have meant a hell of a lot to to the fans to be back in for the whole thing. But when he was when he was scoring, it was incredible. It was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, when I got a bit emotional, I can't remember if it was when he got the first or the second. But it was just like, oh my God, this is, it was just unreal. It was like goosebumps kind of thing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, the, oh, the, I mean, the first goal was special, but the second one was like, oh my God, like he's genuinely going to get a hat trick here. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the second goal, it developed in slow motion. The way he was unmarked and the ball went in and he rose, it looked like he got up too early. It's like, is he going to head this in? Oh, it was just, it was honestly, it was so good. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was fantastic to be at, and what a way to, to bow out, really. Um, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a testimonial in the sense that he just had to score. You know, everyone, you 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 always want to score on your testimonial or whatever, but obviously this is just, you know, it's it's an actual game. It's it's the goodbye. It, it's the the emotion of the fans being back in. Uh, yeah, it was. It's just it too was perfect. really special. Yeah, yeah it was. I, it was amazing. It was so good. I uh, I just reading rereading through your tweets of you, as your live tweet uh, live yeah, tweets they, of the game. They weren't particularly. Oh, I, I don't know what word you could use to describe them. But well, it's uh, it just it just says, "Oh my god, 
Then the next one yeah. says, what a moment. And then the next one says, fucking hell, man. And then the yeah. next one says, I swear that happened in slow motion. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not saying anything, but it's saying everything at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, some, I mean, you don't need to know, oh, Fernandinho crossed it and Aguero headed it in. Like, everyone's seen, everyone knows. It's just part of the emotion, in it? But, but genuinely, oh, it was just... It was incredible. It was just like, I can't believe this is happening. And like, we were just, so I was sat next to Paul, Paul Bayous. He was like, obviously the other end of the road, there was a bit of distance. And Nadam was behind doing Radio Manchester and Mike Mine as well was behind. Um, and it, we were all just looking at each other like, this is, this is unbelievable. Uh, and John Smith was sat in front. It was, yeah, it was, honestly, it was just so good. Yeah. Like, obviously it's been a good season anyway. And obviously I've been very fortunate to go to, well, I don't know, probably about 50% of the games over the last year. And like, witnessed some some good moments and you know a lot of a lot of good football obviously but that was the best moment by far like that that 10 minutes when he came on and it just seemed like he was scoring with every touch and just the way everyone celebrated with him obviously everyone loves him you know nobody needs me to 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 say how popular he is like among his teammates let alone among the fans obviously um but just to see everyone celebrating and everyone just you just know what it means and it was just, it was great. It was, yeah. it was really special. I always think you can't beat a celebration uh, of a goal when the goalkeeper runs the length of the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the exactly. one. That's the one. I, I mean, it, it took him like it took him six minutes to score. Um, and I said about uh, how it kind of mirrored his debut in that it's the only other time that he's ever scored a brace from the bench in the in the Premier League. Um, it took him eight minutes to score that day. Just like everything okay. is almost like just this mirror image of his of his City career in those two games. It's it's it, it almost felt too perfect. It's like like somebody had written it perfectly for the day. You know. Yeah. Did he score the winner in a Champions League game a few days after the Swansea by, by any chance? Because um, that, that would be that that would be quite nice, wouldn't it? I don't think he did. I, I think the uh, he got he, he got a last minute winner against it was Villarreal. Probably a bit too early for Champions League at that point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's he's. I think he's. I've got a feeling his first Champions League goal was the winner um, against Villarreal. In a, it was City's first Champions League win. I think they um, the first group game they drew one all with Napoli. Uh, Kolarov scored and then the second game I think they lost 2-0 at Bayern Munich and then the third one was Villarreal at home where he scored the winner okay. so what you're saying is he's scoring in the final well if he does then my head's <laughs> coming clean off mate I'm yeah, not going to no, lie okay. I, yeah. well the thing is like we talk about it now and joking now like oh if it's a queer but like if anyone like that that was what I kept going back to yesterday like the celebrations in the stadium and you know Lifting the trophy and everyone's so happy and, and that. And you know, I went, went to the pub afterwards to meet a few mates who've been at the game and stuff. And it's like, oh God, imagine they win next week. Like, it'll, it just it's just going to be just the best. My only fear with it all is that they do win next week, but he leaves it until like 93.20 or so, just for it to be a bit more poignant. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fear. I mean, that would, that would be... I mean, you'd have the tiresome debates then for the next however many years, which was better... Um, the the QPR one or that, but I mean that might that it might even be that. But anyway, oh. let, let, let's cross that bridge <laughs> if and when, if and when we come to it. Yeah, um, it, it was weird as well because um, we're going to kind of get into all of this as well with him as well, Sam. But um, it, it felt to me like that half an hour or so, that twenty five minutes he came on against Everton, it was the best he played all season. So I mean, was that was that huh. the crowd? Was it the occasion? Was it just kind of everything coming together? Do you think? Uh, I guess so. Um, Everton were obviously run ragged by that point as well. I'm just, I'm just, I like to watch match of the day back while we're doing these podcasts. He just scored the header again as I'm watching it. <laughs> just, it's about the fifth time I've seen it this morning. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just it all came together in in the same way that you know 
Guardiola played Foden in kind of midfield position, which was just a kind of okay. We we won't have quite so much control today. We'll just you know we'll just go for it. You know we'll have four four men get you know Foden, De Bruyne, Mares, Jesus, Sterling, four or five men attacking all the time, and in their very direct way, it was just going to be a kind of blitz of a game like that. Um, and yeah, by the time we come on, Everton had gone away, hadn't they? They weren't Everton weren't up to much at all. Um, but the emotion of it, and I like, he's just that good. And I mean, it's like when people do score on their testimonial, it's like it's always people like that always tend to have the perfect finale, don't they? Like yeah. I'm sure when Messi retires, he'll probably get a hat trick on his last game. Like it, it's just some some people just have the knack for that. And whether uh, I don't know, I don't really believe in fate and all that kind of stuff. And look, maybe next week it won't be the perfect ending at all. You know, maybe something else will happen. But it just it. it for whatever reason, everything just came together, like you said. Like, and yeah, well, the, he didn't start, did he? And the word was that you know he wasn't fit to start the the game, and he chose to play the last half an hour because obviously you want to finish the game rather than than start it. Um, but I mean, that's kind of interesting because I'm not sure how much like fitness issues there has been recently. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit strange, but then it just goes back to working out how fit is he, how sharp is he. Um, you know, could he could he do it again for another season? Is he if he were offered kind of thing? But yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not sure. Like it's the same with the Palace goal. Well, because when he does do stuff like that, you do think, especially like if City can't sign Kane or Haaland this summer because they're too expensive. Like if he if he does have that in him, it's like well, why don't you just keep him for another year? But. Obviously, they they might have something up their sleeve with that, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 mad how it all came together. It's just it's just magic, isn't it? Like he's like that. The first goal. I mean, the second one was kind of on instinct, really. I guess the header. He knows what to do in that situation. But the first one, I don't know. Maybe they weren't expecting it. I know. I spoke to a couple of people who were in the ground who said it, and they both said they didn't they didn't think Everton had done much to stop him. Like they just looked like they thought Everton had just kind of given up and give him a bit of space or whatever. But like, because I've I've been able to see the replays in the ground, and it was it was his body movements. He, he kind of he touched it with his right, and I think they were expecting him to touch it with his left. But a little body swerve, and then he touched it with his right again to the left. That that got him the space, and then there was the other swerve I think that did um, Michael Keane. I think just before he he struck it with the outside of his right, and it's like. I mean, yeah, Everton might not have been great on the day, but they they weren't just like standing off. Like it was a genuinely great goal, and just that, to be that sharp, like that that doesn't look like somebody who's rusty at all. Like yeah. it's just I, it's just magic. Yeah. Well, we, we I mean, we're talking reactions as well, Sam, because uh, I remember sitting down with you, you know, less than twelve months ago because of how last season went, and talking about David Silver and how it, how you know, the, even though it was an empty stadium, it still got to me and, and, and everything like that when I wasn't expecting it. I was fully expecting it um, on, on on Sunday. Um, and it's now, I mean, even going back every year under Guardiola, there has been somebody that is special to City leave. And so, you know, you go back to 2016, it's Joe Hart. 2017, it's Sabaleta. 2018, it's Torre. 2019, Company. 2020, Silva. And now now Aguero. It's 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 brutal. I'm not going to lie. It's been absolutely yeah. brutal, This these kind of, uh, these ends um, and I was doing alright on, on, on Sunday until after the game when in his Sky Sports interview Guardiola just started crying when asked about yeah. what Aguero meant to City um, 
uh, then when I mean when Aguero was waiting for the on the pitch presentations, he started crying, and that was I mean it was just like tears everywhere in our house. Um, I, I've I've got Guardiola's interview with Sky Sports here, so let's have a let's have okay. a little listen to it. We lost him so much. Is a is a special person for all of us. You're not having second thoughts, are you, Pep? It's so nice. It's so nice. Is it because of the human being? As, as well as the footballer. Yeah, he helped me a lot. That's... It, it's been the challenge for you. You've had to do it replacing totems of this football club. We, cannot, we cannot replace him. We cannot. There are many players that uh, in this club, Joe Hart and David Silva, Help, help us to be this club what it is. So we did have his legacy and he showed his quality in 20 minutes. So Guardiola's reaction to Sky Sports. Yeah. Sam, that is um I mean that that is I can't describe it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but I mean, it's so it's it's funny as well because I mean, so the article I've written today is it's about Aguero going, obviously, but like a, a, a bit of it, a fair chunk of it, is about how last few weeks he's he's not been especially happy with how things have panned out, and like like I said before, you know, it's no surprise to anyone who listens to this, but even even when going back to when I was kind of dubious about the rumors coming out from the Aguero side about how he's He's not happy with Pep, and he, you know, it's it was it was Pep's decision and Pep's alone not to give him a new contract, and that he would have stayed. I was like, oh, I don't know. It seems it seemed far fetched. It seemed odd, but I did say, but if it's not true, why would they? Why would they go to the effort? Why would they want to cause a fight on the way out, kind of thing? But then speaking to a, a few more people who know him, or two more people who know him, and then uh, on top of the original one, over the last few weeks and last few days. It's just been, yeah, like, it's not not happy at all with how it's been handled. But, like, and that's why it just reminds me so much of the, you know, the Pep's first season and halfway through the second one as well. Um, because, look, nobody wants to nobody wants to hear about Guardiola and Aguero potentially not getting on. And, like, ultimately, it didn't matter. In fact, it, and the point I made in the article was the only reason you'd mention it now, what happened in the first 18 months, is because... But the mad thing is, he's, he's obviously he's been at City a decade, but five of those years have been since Pep came. Yeah, and like if he had gone then, then you know it would have been completely different. Like it's, it's mad to think if it feels more like he's been at City for a decade, and maybe the last two have been under Pep. But obviously, like literally half of it. So, but the only reason you'd kind of mention that now is just to kind of show how good he is and how kind of selfless he was to and how he changed say, his game. Okay. To, yeah. yeah, exactly. To say, okay, I'll do what you want. I'll score loads of goals anyway. But okay, if you want me to do that, I'll do it. Like, which is fantastic of him. So, like, it wouldn't, it almost wouldn't be worth mentioning now. But in the last few weeks, it's like it's been the same. Uh, I think I've, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Maybe just of the conversations I've had. But it's like, it, but it's such a strange relationship. And then obviously Pep um, getting that emotional yesterday because like, even after the Palace game. When he was like, because Pep said like, oh, he's he's incredible, he's the best man, kind of. This is why we love him, this kind of thing. It's like that's very, that's so much praise for Pep. But I was like, but it's definitely not been right between and but behind the scenes. And I know that's something that 
some other players don't really like, you know, when Guardiola says how good they are in public, but then doesn't play them. Because obviously they want to play. And then part of it is because, you know, we, we talk about how Guardiola wants a bit more distance between himself and his players because when he was at Barca, they were basically all his mates. And if he had to drop them and they weren't happy or whatever, or like they slagged him off, he got really affected by that. Yeah. So part of his managerial change since leaving Barca has been a bit more distance. And at Bayern, there was less. There was, well, there was, there was more distance between him and the players. But, you know, he still got very close with like Philip Lahm and people like that. And at City, there's been even less. But a kind of byproduct of that is, and the fact that he doesn't want to like criticise them in the media, is some of the players, when they don't play, so obviously they're not happy, which you, can't, you can imagine. When he says, oh, well, he's the best left-sided centre-back centre back in the world, or I love Aguero, he's the best guy, they're like, well, why oh, the fuck doesn't he play me then? So there's, so there's, there's that element to it. Um, but like all the... St- and, like, and this is the thing, this is the thing about it for City fans and how it's been handled even though behind the scenes it might not have been perfect, it's it's like you'd never know. Yeah, publicly like, it's been fine. The way the way they did the pictures with Aguero and the trophies and the mural in the northern quarter, um, and the mosaic, and like and obviously all the on pitch stuff. But but then it's like the 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 Pep crying thing. It's like I wonder if I wonder if that's because he does love him. And he does know how good he is, but he does know it's you know well he does like they do think you know another season's just not doable fitness yeah. wise. It's it it almost he, feels he to does. me like it's like 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 Guardiola knows that it's that for the team it's the right decision. Yeah, exactly, but exactly. And this is it's like, one of the hardest decisions to make. And this is it. So like, if players don't like when he kind of praises them in public but doesn't say anything to them privately. Because that's you know that's how you get more distance. He doesn't really explain his decisions, which I've I've written before in just the context of this is what it's like playing for Guardiola. You know, like you just kind of you just got to, you're in charge of your own mood basically. If you're not happy, then it's up to you. Like you've got to be happy, otherwise you're not playing. So get on with it. That's how he does it. Um, but obviously that that can lead to players not being happy. Inevitably, that's just how it goes. But ultimately, they're all still playing for him, obviously, because they've won they won two out of three trophies so far, and they're in the Champions League final, so it's fine. Um, but yeah. Um, it's just that taking the taking the hard decision for the benefit of the club, really. And it's probably how the two viewpoints are perfectly understandable, but like not, not ideal, obviously. So Guardiola's thinking, I love this guy, but we need to let him go. Aguero's thinking, this guy has done me over here. I, I want to stay. And he's not happy about it. But ultimately, you know, d- difficult decisions need to be made, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I, mean, I, I can't tell you from the, the Guardiola side at the moment why he did that, um, and why 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 exactly he feels like that. But it must be. I mean, and the the only other the only other explanation is that he just didn't mean it, which I, I I'd like to think that's not the case. Well, I, so I, it, I don't. Can, I, yeah, it, yeah, like because he, he would have done that with all of them. You know what I mean? Like he would have done it with Dan when David Silver had gone. Um, so yeah, it's just. Yeah, he, he realizes it's the difficult decision, and obviously Aguero is not particularly happy with that. He's disappointed with that. But like I, when I I sent the clip of Guardiola doing doing that, you know, his 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 teary interview to someone who knows him, and he was like, yeah, he was like, fair play, Pep, because I was I was wondering actually, because because of some of the things I've heard the last few days, if he might reply and say, oh, this guy, bloody, it wasn't like crocodile tears or whatever. Because just, just you know, I'm not saying this stuff lightly because I know nobody really wants to hear this the day after Aguero had that great send-off. And we'll get back to 
the greatness of it a minute ago. But just as a bit of context for the last few weeks, like I thought it might have come to going, oh, what's, what's he playing at this bloke? But they were like, oh no, fair play, Pep. And you know, it's it's just one of those where it's a it's a difficult decision. Like, yeah. and if I can kind of lighten the mood somewhat with a a laboured analogy from the animal kingdom because i was <laughs> watching the nature documentary yesterday morning it's like basically it's like nobody wants the gazelle to get caught by the cheetah but also you don't want the cheetah to go hungry and starve to death so at the end of the day someone's dying yeah and you just and you just got to accept it because that's just nature there's literally no other way about it yeah and some, some basically... gazelles have to be caught some cheetahs have to miss out yeah exactly and it's just like some, some someone's dying on this nature program you like both of the animals you gotta get on with it, and that is effectively like um, <laughs> Martin, Martin Tyler said, didn't he, on Sky? But when Aguero got the guard of honor, he was like, "I was speaking to him the other day, and he goes, I have to be honest, he's he said he's not happy about going, but he um, he would he would have said he's not happy about going, but the word the words he said was it's business. They want another striker, and you know that that is a situation basically, yeah. like." I, I kind of him, like, they love him. They fucking they they fucking love him. Like, and you don't need me to tell like, like his speech on the pitch was not emotional in any way, was it? I was kind of hoping because we know what he's like with his English and stuff. When he does post match interviews in English, which is very rare, it's the basics, isn't it? And that's just how he is. But I was hoping he might have had something planned that was kind of a bit more lucid and emotional, maybe. But in the end, he, obviously, he didn't. But. He but didn't need that either. Yeah, that's it's not just, him. It was just perfect Aguero, and that's why people love him. You know, when it was like he's not going to do a big farewell speech like Zabaleta or accompany it as testimonial. It's just not him. But people love him for what he is, and then we saw that, and it was just that's why it was just just so good, really. Like we had all the emotion from from other ways, and you know, like I say, Guardiola tearing up like that is remarkable, really. Um, and and Aguero getting upset because again, you could just imagine Aguero being like, "Eh, well," wow. and and like obviously kind of being emotional and having all the nice pictures and stuff. But I could have, if he hadn't have got upset at any point, it wouldn't have surprised me at all. But for even him to kind of tear up while they were waiting was just like, yeah, this is this is all the emotion you need, really. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't need to give a ten minute speech about the highs and the lows and how he'll always be a City fan and he'll come back whenever possible. You know, it's just it's just not who he is like. He should just do what he does on Twitch and just have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, I'm Mark Chapman, and I'm here to tell you what The Athletic has planned across its podcast network during the Euros. My pod with David Ornstein will become the Athletics England show throughout the tournament. 
to bring you all the latest news and insight from inside the England camp every single day. Then we'll also have nightly editions of the Totally Football Show, taking a look at all the big talking points from the competition and looking ahead to the next day's fixtures. Now, if you're feeling nostalgic for tournaments past, we've produced an eight-part documentary series that tells some fascinating stories from both on and off the pitch from the last eight Euros. Elsewhere, Michael Cox's Zonal Marking Pod will offer an in-depth tactical breakdown of all the biggest games, while Adam Hurry's Football Cliché Show will take a look at the tournament's alternative storylines. So, as this never-ending domestic season finally draws to a close, we'll have plenty of Euro 2020 coverage for you to enjoy as the tournament gets underway in just a couple of weeks' time. And it's, it's interesting as well because Guardiola did it in that clip there and it leads us on to a point that came in from Chris Booth on Twitter who said, um, I've noticed Pep dropped Joe Hart's name an awful lot when referring to the history of the club. More than yeah. any other name, I'd say. Uh, what Was always led to believe that they clashed. Is this a way of trying to change that perception? I find it curious. Mm-hmm. And what, what yeah. I find kind of interesting about all this is I, I'm, I'm wondering if he... if. Um, Guardiola doesn't really know how to categorise Joe Hart, if that makes sense. Because when you look at, at the departures, um, Company and Aguero feel, or fans felt like they can still do a job for next season uh, or the season after they left. Hart, there was a big split about whether it was the right decision or not. Um, Zabaleta, Torre, Silva, they, they were all clearly winding down. But Joe Hart came so early in, in, in Guardiola's reign and they hadn't kind of perfected that farewell sort of thing and, and Hart didn't get any of that on the pitch um, thank you and, and, and goodbye sort of thing. And I just wonder if, if on reflection now... Frosty. Yeah, I just wonder if on reflection now Guardiola feels feels a little bit bad about it. Um, I mean, maybe in the same way that at the time he probably didn't. Um, but maybe now it's the same kind of thing with Aguero when he's just like, I need. Like, it was a difficult decision that needed to be done. Um, but, you know, feel a bit bad for him, especially because he's not done much, has he, since leaving City. It's not gone well. So maybe. But, I mean, the other thing is, it seems to me, like he's been mentioning him a lot recently, but it seems like that's been a gradual thing. So like, over the last few years, when more and more City players have gone and he's had to talk about it more and more, it's kind of been like, oh yeah, and Joe Hart, like he's just, he's just, I don't know, he's kind of not paying lip service to it, but he's he's dropped Joe Hart in because it's just he is one of the names, and I think it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, maybe it's as simple as it's the right thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's just like Joe Hart was a big part of the of City, and even if maybe if Hart had left before Guardiola would come, maybe he'd, he'd mention him anyway. Um, I mean, maybe he feels a bit bad about it. Maybe he's just kind of acknowledging the role that he did have. Because, look, the context is always these guys help build the club and make it what it is in the kind of five years before he got there. So it's, it's, prob- it's probably just that. I don't, I'm not sure how, how much deeper it would be. But, I mean, may, maybe there's an element that he kind of feels bad about what's happened since. But, obviously, from a footballing perspective, he wouldn't have at all. You know, yeah. Because the decision was fully was fully justified. So do you think that's where he is with Aguero as well then? Like he, from a footballing point of view, he thinks this is the right decision, but from an emotional well, yeah, point of view, like he's, we he's, yeah, he's wrecked about it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what we were saying before, wasn't it? And that's why he was so upset about it. Like it, that must be the case. Like it, it must be the case that and and those two things can exist in the sense that Aguero is pissed off because he believes it was just Guardiola who made the decision, and he had no no choice in the matter. And Guardiola's probably pissed off slash annoyed or just sad with himself because he's like, this is one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. And that might well be. I'm not, I'm not even sure how accepted it is in terms of a media narrative. Now, if I if I bowled up to the press conference and just talking about Aguero and said to Pep, "Oh, look, was this one of the hardest decisions you had to make?" Maybe he'd say, "You know, it wasn't me; it was the club." But I'm like, I'm not I'm not sure how accepted that is behind the scenes to see. But um, as far as like Aguero is concerned, it was just Guardiola making that decision. But like I say, you can you can look at it from the point of view of Aguero and the people around him. And we're pissed off. He's got rid of us. This is ridiculous. But you can also look at it from the point of view of Guardiola thinking, I wish this guy could stay, but it's probably not the best. Yeah. Like that, that's just what it is, really. I mean, the other side of all of this as well, Sam, is that, um, I mean, when we talk about their, you know, inverted commas clash in uh, 2016-17, uh, Guardiola was always saying that it'd be Aguero's decision when he leaves. And yeah. it, it hasn't been, ultimately. No, and that, that is just part of it, isn't it? And like, I don't want to. Well, I mean, partly I don't want to dwell on it too much because the aggregators have absolutely fucking done me in here with the article. Because like, I, I know these are sensitive details, and I know this isn't what people want to necessarily know or hear about um, the day after he leaves. But like, you don't like. I don't say it lightly. You know, if it wasn't true, like if I didn't think if I wasn't one hundred percent sure it was true, then I wouldn't have bothered. Um, it, but it's just it's just interesting, isn't it? Like there's 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 always a story behind the story. There's always something interesting going on. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't so I don't want to dwell on it too much. But yeah, like like and like Alma Barak always said, you know, it'd be up to Aguero to decide when he leaves, and that that's not been the case. So, but I just I just keep coming back to the fact that there's just two different ways of looking at it. Yeah, you know, and you can feel sorry for both of them. You can feel sorry for Guardiola because he obviously thought, well, it's just it just it's time to move on now. It's not. You know, and like, at the end of the day, this is just what happened at United all the time. You know, when everyone praised Ferguson for for being ruthless and turning the team over all the time and keeping them at the top, like this is this is just what happened all the time. And like again, sorry for using the, like a United example. I know people. Well, I guess people might not like that, but at the end of the day, it's it's just how we look at football in this country because the first what two thirds half of the Premier League era was just United and Ferguson just held up as a reference, but like. Roy Keane, obviously, because he always goes on about it, but Roy Keane wasn't happy when they moved him on. Van Nistelrooy wasn't happy when they moved him on. All of those players, they would have moved on, slightly getting past their peak or even just approaching getting past the peak. That's just how this is how it works. And, like, that, that's just the situation as it is now. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, the aggregators have absolutely done me in, and I hope that over the course of this podcast, and actually just in the article, the context is, the context is there, you like, it, it's just an unfortunate situation. It's not a big issue. Like it feels like the potential for big problems has died down a bit because one other thing, and this was from like the city side of things, they were city were concerned that he was that Aguero was going to always going to do like a Torre style interview when he leaves, and I heard last week as well that um, he might. Or if I was told, he definitely will. But I, I kind of I kind of feel like. The emotion of the last couple of days will just help Aguero kind of process everything. Just yeah, let sleeping yeah. dogs lie kind of thing. 
Uh, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, I'm sure he will give an interview this summer, either in Argentina or in Spain, and it, and maybe he'll say something like, "Oh yeah, I wanted to stay. It was Guardiola's decision." But and and that'll be it. Like no yeah, real these, these no more criticism than that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and and basically, what he told Martin Tyler, what Martin Tyler said on Sky, I guess it. Would, I guess it would just be that. But um, for a while, or I mean, maybe even still, there's the possibility of that. But I'd like I'd like to think that wouldn't be the case. And look, I like I kind of. Like when I before the game, obviously we didn't know how it was going to pan out. I was thinking, it, obviously I feel like I need to write something about Aguero today because that wasn't the plan. I was going to do something on. Well, there was two ideas. One of them was just something on on Mares and how you know building up Champions League final. But I was like, it's just going to be a. It's it's going to be Aguero day, and I was like, and this stuff's just interesting. Um, and it's not like I say, it's not really killing anyone. It's not really. It's not really causing trouble. It's just how it is. And like, like I said before, like I've said, I've been a pains to point out over the last twenty minutes. Like, it's just one of them. There's two. There's two views on the, on the same situation, um, two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Difficult decisions been made. One guy's not happy because he had to make it. One guy's not happy because he's on the end of it. So that's what it is. And like I've probably waffled a bit, but I'll just. I'm just. I'm just seeing my phone light up with these fucking tweets that I've been tagged in and it's just like because everyone obviously everyone doesn't have an, a subscription to The Athletic not everyone is going to like or know what I do but they're going to see the tweets and they're just going to think why is he talking about that on a fucking Monday morning after so I just yeah it's but I mean but the other side of it is like I say if, remember the start of the podcast like I, I was genuinely welling up a bit when he scored I think I think it was the I think it was the first, but it might have been the second. This is something you said to me last night as well that um, I, I was a little bit surprised by. I'm not going to lie when you said uh, that you you genuinely, absolutely love Aguero. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I don't I don't want to like run down the other city legends and like trash them to make this point. But it's like when like so when Zabaleta and company left, let's kind of group them together in the sense of you can appreciate why they mean so much to fans because they're you know body on the line, and especially with company coming back from so many injuries, like you see the city fans love them and you appreciate what they've done as footballers and as men and whatever and like. You know, wrote good goodbye pieces for them, and like, yeah, like they've. I can I can appreciate what they what they did for 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 a football club and for for the, for a league. Um, but like, I, I didn't. I didn't, I wasn't like especially close to them. You know what I mean? I didn't have like any particular feelings. And like with Joe Hart, like again, like like Guardiola does probably. He appreciates everything that Joe Hart did for City. You know, and City wouldn't have been in this position without Hart. He is one of the the main guys in those iconic teams that won the first trophies. Um, but I mean, personally, like Joe Hart means as much to me as like Hugo Lloris or like Lucas Fabianski. Like, he's, he's, he's a good goalkeeper that I don't I don't know personally. I'd, I've not had many dealings with. Um, yeah, fine. Like, I appreciate what he's done. But personally, like in terms of my own feelings, which obviously don't matter journalism-wise, there's there's nothing else there and like David Silver like David Silver's amazing and we've talked like Jack Pitbrook spoke best about him on the podcast last year probably because he's got that love that City fans have got like I get, with David Silver it's almost like he's a little kid isn't he he's like he's adorable and City fans just love him and just want to like put their arm around him and just be like just thank you you know what I mean and, I, and, I, and I, how many times have I talked about not just how good he is but how important he is to Pep's team when I'm talking about Pauzer and that kind of stuff and like, I fully appreciate that but in terms of the man 
you know, he was a quiet guy. Like he didn't really, he didn't speak to the press ever. When he did, it was very quiet. Like I know people, I know like the Spanish guys who who were mates with him and loved him and stuff. And it's like again, I can appreciate that. But again, I wasn't like particularly. Oh yeah, okay. This I, lo- I love David Silva, and and kind of similar with Torre. Like I, I think Torre is. And there's an argument for Torre being better than Silva, I think. Um, but I, I appreciate even City fans are a bit mixed on Torre with how he left and his legacy. So obviously, from somebody from the outside, it's not there's not going to be quite that same attachment. But um, having laboured the point on all of those, I, I love Aguero. <laughs> I think he's great. Because <laughs> um, it, it's, it's just it's just how he is as a person. He's just so cheeky and like him, like him him on Twitch because look I don't need to tell you how good he is as a footballer I don't need to tell you how much you love him like as a City fan I don't I don't need to go over that again but like him on Twitch as I, some, I speak Spanish quite well but I don't understand everything he says but it's just it's just so funny like how he talks what he says he's just fucking hilarious and like <laughs> clearly his English isn't that good but all his teammates love him because he finds a way like he finds a way to still be funny in English like when he said the only thing I could really hear on the on the stadium announcement yesterday was when they asked about the QPR game and he was, I remember that day I was shit. He goes, I was so bad. Like just, just little stuff like that. He, he just finds a way to be funny. He's just like, like I said, I get that feeling that city fans find David Silva adorable. I find Aguero adorable in that way. I just think he's, I just think he's the best. Like he's so good at what he does. He's a good looking bloke. He's funny. He doesn't take anything too seriously. He just does his job. And you've also got the element of, it's almost like if footballers make things look too easy, it doesn't count. But you've also got that element of, like I say, five years ago, he was given that challenge by Pep of, you know, sort your game out or we might get rid of you. And he, and he sorted the game out. because, And that's the, that's the other thing. But Joe Hart, he didn't. Joe Hart was kind of like, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, but Aguero was like, well, okay. Um, <laughs> let's get on with it then. And yeah. like, he's just, just got everything. Like, I, it, 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 freaks, it freaks my nut, to, to paraphrase Danny Dyer, that he's had t- he's had ten years at City, but five of them have been under Pep, and everything that's happened then. The one um, for me, Sam, was uh, just on his cheekiness. Um, when I, do you remember when he was asked? Um, in, it was must have been about twenty eighteen. Uh, which United player he'd have at City, and his answer yeah. was, I, "I I I prefer no, no, no." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's and like again, just just to go back to the whole feelings about you know the leaving. You know when I was saying back at the start about. And I feel like at the start, as in when it was announced that he was leaving, and I was a lot of people around him saying he's not happy, and they were even saying he'd go to Chelsea. And like, I never believed that he would go to Chelsea, but and that's kind of partly the reason why I didn't believe the stuff about him and Guardiola at first, because I was just like, he's not going to go to Chelsea, is he? And like, as much as he was pissed off and has been pissed off, like it just, I'm, I'm, I'm just always convinced he just wouldn't have done it. And that's what I said. That's what I said in the conversations I was having. I was like, look, but he's not going to go to Chelsea, is he? Like, he's not going to, like, he's not going to ruin that relationship with City and they were like oh well you know you can score more goals in the Premier League blah blah but like he was just he was never going to go to another English club that was the one thing I was sure on this whole way through and obviously I was being pushed quite heavily and there was quite a few rumours about it I was he's just not going to another English club because like you said we'll go with that United example like he's not stupid like he gets the club like he and again I don't need to tell you that he's been here 10 years and that's the funny thing about well not the funny thing actually but when I read the interview it was on the City website and he said, like, talking about it as being his home. Um, and he was like, 
obviously I won't be living here anymore because I've got other plans. It's just like, oh God. Like, but like, obviously I knew he was going, but it didn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> in my head, I, I must have just been thinking, well, he's going to stay living in Manchester, of course. Like, you know what I mean? Just, just the <laughs> fact. Like, it's like when your when kids was, broke uh, and leave home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just like, you've, you've still got to stay here, surely. Like, but like, even just the fact that we people are talking about the weather and shit, it was like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's just, he could have gone, he could have gone to Barca four or five years ago. They did actually want to, assign him when I th- what what was the story because it was Paul Paul who did it um, Barca were going to sign Aguero and City were going to sign Suarez I think that was the plan um, when Suarez was at Liverpool um, but it, it, it fell through and didn't happen but like, it, like everyone always just expected oh he'll go to Real Madrid eventually oh he'll go to Barcelona eventually but he just loves it like he just lives that simple life and going back to that Amazon documentary when he was just like yeah this is where I live and everyone was like, "Oh, mate, like is that is that what you do?" But he just lives that he just lives that simple life. And that was the kind of depressing thing when I saw, you know, that interview he said when he when he just said, obviously, you know, I won't be living here anymore. So he's got to pack all his bags up and just and move out. And look, I mean, I don't feel too sorry for him because he's going to go play for Barca. He's that, you know, he's he's hardly going to have the Joe Hart route, is he? You know, he's not going to be scrabbling around for a club. He's going to go and play for Barca. He's going to he's going to be loving life. I mean, he might he might even just live in Barcelona for the rest of his life now. Well, why not? Yeah, um, I think that's where Benjamin spends a lot of time anyway in Spain. So that's great in terms of his son. So I mean, things have worked out pretty well. As much as he's disappointed to be leaving City, like of course he is. And this is one of the points I want to make in the article as well. Like, of course he's like, it's no surprise he's disappointed to be leaving City. It wasn't his decision. He wants to stay. He's been there for ten years. He could have gone ages ago if he'd wanted. He doesn't want to. Um, but he's done all right out of it, and that's why I'm hoping and, and thinking that even if he when he inevitably does give an interview because he will give an interview. Um, I, I, it should just yeah. It, hopefully, it won't be anything more than uh, it wasn't my decision. But you know, that's Here life. Yeah, and, uh, and like got... you would think, like you would think that after this weekend, and if they win the Champions League as well, then it'll just be like okay, good time to good time to call it a day now. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. 
I do have uh, two questions to uh, to kind of finish, Sam. Um, the first one is on Aguero, and I, 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 I'm sorry, but I have to ask this um, because are we yeah. are we absolutely 100 percent sure that now is the right time? Are we definitely sure that it's the right time? Because it, it well, doesn't feel know. like the right time. It really doesn't. Still. I mean, and th- no, I don't know. And like this is when he scored against Palace, and people were like, "He's got to stay." And then it was so it was so mad because when he when he missed that pen against Chelsea and everyone was well not everyone but loads of people were so harsh with him it's like oh like who cares like I know it's a penenka and you look a bit of a tip if you miss a pen but who cares and like when he when he apologised he was like you don't need to apologise mate like like in the dressing room I'm sure he'd be like sorry about that lads but he didn't have, he didn't have to tweet like a formal apology fucking hell um, but I was like look it, so even when I wrote the article about him after Palace I was like look he's had a great moment now. That's a great goal. And when people look back at this season and they show the highlights, there will be a great Aguero goal there because that, and he deserves that. You know, you don't want the last season to be a washout. But I was still thinking, like, yeah, but it doesn't mean to say that he could stay and still do a job. But I was genuinely thinking yesterday, you know, with 10 minutes to go, I'll, in the like, the emotion of the game, I was thinking, well, maybe it is, maybe it is like, not not the best decision. And I was thinking, is it too late? <laughs> could, could they say? I mean, obviously they're not going to. But could they say, hold on a minute, what do you reckon? Or maybe they think another six weeks after, you know, is it six weeks or two months since they announced he was leaving? Maybe they now, now know more about how hard it will be to get Haaland and how Haaland it'll, how difficult it will be to get Kane. Um, and maybe they could just say, look, forget Barcelona. Do you want to stay after all? I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen. Is it going to be... Is it the right moment? Well, I suppose... They do always say leave and want him more, don't they? Yeah, but I think as much as that, like, because even if Aguero scores like 30 goals for Barca next season, it won't matter if City get another striker and carry on winning. Because if they get another striker that's going to play for City for five years or ten years, then it will be the right decision. It's almost not what happens to Aguero now. And I think that's maybe, again, why Guardiola is so upset about it. Because it's almost not about how good he is at this point. Like, obviously, they, they're a bit concerned about his, his knees and stuff. But it's almost, it's it's not about how good Aguero is from now on. It's about how well they can move on and is the time right and... You know, are the huge wages off the books? Can they better be spent somewhere else? Um, and it, it's all that, isn't it? So, like, is it the right decision? We'll, I think, we'll only know if they get if they get the replacement they want, because then, like I say, even if he scores loads for Barca, you can be like, okay, well, City have still carried on winning. Yeah. So, say la vie, and it will like it will have been done. In the best way, like you say, the way David Silver went was was bad, really. You know, like no fans in in the stadium at all. The world was in a a dark place, and obviously he got fucking ten minutes in that Leon game. Like you're just really hoping that he'll have a testimonial and it'll be a great night, um, and he can do it properly, which I'm sure he will. Um, but what you can say about Aguero, even if he's you know carries on and be great next season, and even look, even if he is great next season and City don't sign a striker maybe City don't win the league next year there'll be probably a lot of questions about whether he'd gone or not but I think what we can say is although there's obviously that lingering disappointment yesterday was perfect basically and like you say leave him wanting more there's no I mean there's sadness to it but it's not a shame he's he's gone out on a high and again like I don't know maybe he won't play in the Champions League final 
Or may, maybe City will be 3-0 up and he'll come on for the last two minutes. Maybe they'll lose and he'll come on to try and get a goal. I don't know. But whatever happens, it was a good send-off. And like a, to go back to that wildlife analogy, it's like somebody... <laughs> like something bad was going to happen at some point. It was inevitable. Um, but it was managed brilliantly. That's where the analogy falls down because the, the gazelle doesn't get a touch and send-off from... <laughs> 10,000 people who absolutely love him so in many ways Aguero is better than a gazelle yeah it's, uh, it's, we've answered one of the eternal questions there I guess um, yeah uh, well I mean it's taken us 10 years to, to finally man up and front uh, and, up and, and get, face get these that issues. question asked yeah. it's out there now we know <laughs> Uh, the very final question I want to ask you, Sam, is um, basically on, on on his replacement because the the rumours have been really escalating around Harry Kane. Um, obviously, there were there were talks about Mbappe, talks about Haaland. Um, where where do you see this going now? Um, well, all my colleagues, because you know, obviously, the Kane stuff kicked off last week when Sky did the story that he wanted to go, but it was about a month ago. I think it was Jack Pitbrook and Oliver Kay did the story. He was like, he wants to go in the summer. So they're well across it. And the reason I'm mentioning that is obviously you get a nice little plug for the athletic and the good stuff we do. But what I mean is they know a shitload about this conversation. They know what's going on. And I'm in the group with all of them. I know from the city point of view that they want to sign him. And that he's basically, I, I just, it just seems like Haaland's not doable now. I think maybe the price, but there, I don't know, there's some suggestion that, you know, Madrid are more likely. Um, maybe not this summer, but next. Um, but obviously, there's loads of time for that to change. But at the moment, the situation is, if they can get Kane, they will. But it just reminds me of Messi. It reminds me a bit of Alexis Sanchez in the sense that that summer, don't forget, I think City fans were kind of dubious that he really did want him. Arsenal fans were just like, absolutely no way. He's going to sign a new contract. Arsenal as a club were like, no way. Um, and they were like, at least if he does leave, he'll go abroad. But the leverage he had was he only wants to come to us so you're going to have to sell in the end and obviously it got down to deadline day uh, and it, it kind of nearly happened and he signed the contract just in case Arsenal signed Thomas Lamar but it fell through um, but it reminds me a bit of that in the sense that if City have got any chance then Kane's going to have to say I'm, I want to go and I want to go to City um, there's a bit of doubt among people who know him which isn't me you know this is what my reporters what my colleagues are saying but they know a lot of the people around him, and I was, I was, you know, I was speaking to Tim Sherwood. I was doing TV with him on Friday, and Sherwood's known Kane since he was fourteen, and he was like, you know, he's not really got the personality to force it, you know, to down tools and go on strike. You know, he's he's a professional, so that's one of the issues. But yeah, it reminds me more of the Messi situation, where you know, we outlined the situation at the start of the saga. In fact, did the article in February. I remember we did a face-to-face podcast before COVID. Yeah. Last February, I think it was, saying, look, I don't want to be one of those people who says City are trying to sign Messi because you just think it's never going to happen and it's just completely unbelievable. But if he can leave Barca, they'll sign him. But then when we were talking last, what was it, July, August? The only the only question for all the other noise and, you know, or following his dad around Barcelona and asking what he had for lunch and stuff, the only question was, can he actually leave Barca? And in the end, he couldn't. And that's what it comes down to with Kane. So a couple of people saw me at the ground yesterday. They were like, are we signing Kane? I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, if if he can leave Spurs. But can he leave Spurs? So that's a situation. Like, it's not that City aren't interested, because they are. Um, I mean, look, we go back to the will they spend 100 million debate, which we've had a lot. Um, and I guess we'll see. But, I mean, it, it's, it sounds like it's going to be very difficult for him to leave Spurs. And I wouldn't be surprised if it just blew over quite quickly. 
and it was just like, okay, well, we'll stay another year then. Because obviously he's got that long contract and stuff. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. And that's it makes the Aguero thing a bit easier because it won't... Uh, sorry, it makes the Aguero thing a bit more interesting because it, it's not easy to sign a, a quality striker this summer. And it'll be interesting if they don't get Kane or Haaland to see if who they do get or if they get anyone. Um, but I guess we'll see. And yeah. we're not doing too many more podcasts, are we, over the summer? Um, we're doing a we're doing a bonus one ahead of the Champions League final in a couple of days, uh, and we'll do one, hopefully a triumphant one, on Sunday, maybe if all the flights so, go to yeah. plan. Soon after, soon after the final, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that might be us done for the summer. But you know, if something kicks off and they sign Harry Kane, then yeah, we'll, we'll hop on. Us. And obviously, yeah, we'll hop on. yeah, exactly. And you know, we're always on Twitter. You know where to find us. Um, but yeah, so that, that's the situation. I hope people who have listened to this and got to the end of it kind of understand the Aguero thing. And like, this is it. Like, I, you, you've heard my own personal feelings for Aguero. You know, like Guardiola wasn't faking the tears. You know, I'm not faking saying what I, I say about Aguero. Like, I genuinely was tearing up in the stadium a bit yesterday. I'm a, like, I'm I'm a bit of a softy like that anyway. Like, if there's any kind of shared positive emotion where a lot of people are. A happier in a good mood like it, it, it choked me up that so Agu- the Aguero goals yesterday definitely fell into that bracket and it yeah it, I just want to kind of explain that I'm not I know it just looks like oh he's not a City fan he's United fan blah 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 he's causing trouble like I, if you're I not don't fucking robot as well that's uh yeah I don't want to cause like I don't want to cause trouble and like, that's why again I've put it all in the right context like I've got you know you know you know I love Guardiola like people the thing is like people close to Pep will probably read that and think I'm criticising them. People who are just City fans in general will probably read that and go, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I love Aguero, I love Guardiola, basically. But it's just a situation it is. And it's like, it's true. So it is what it is. But like I say, it is what it is. That's that's literally all I can say about it, really. Is that's yeah. the context. Aguero's not happy. He wanted to stay. Of course he did. Guardiola's not happy because he likes him. But he needs to move on to a business decision. Of course. And that's it. You know, the feelings aren't perfect. But there we go. The, but the goodbye was but the goodbye was yeah well that's the end of uh, this episode of Why Always Us as Sam said we'll have another show later on in the week to preview Sunday's Champions League final so keep your eyes peeled for that I'm David Mooney thanks as ever to Sam Lee yeah cheers and thank, thanks again for listening and we'll yeah back again in a few days yeah uh, you can sign up to The Athletic right now for £3.99 a month for six months with the code MANCITYPOD The Athletic <laughs>